0: On YouTube, I, is he? He's like a hairstylist, and he is, always reacts to like the yes. like at-home hair fails and like all of that. Yes.
1: Oh my god, he's so funny. Love uh,
0: him.
1: Um. Okay, we should probably get to the horrible story I have for you this evening at some point. <laughs> yes. So, as you may recall, I asked you. I gave you two choices. And you chose the gruesome serial killer one, so that's what you get. (laughs) And I already told the other one, so you have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Done. So, So this is about the... They have two names, Ripper Crew or Chicago Rippers.
0: Oh, I think I've heard about them. You may have. Or that, probably. My sister loves Troop Crown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty wild too. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, these guys also have the guys like in it have some fun last names. <laughs> so, I might not pronounce them right, but oh well, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm fully missing like the details about their little group but (laughs) like I have about them the victims the investigation but then I had a section about their little group and it's gone now honestly you could you could make it up and I believe you well I pretty much remember there wasn't a lot to it there wasn't a lot to it that I won't end up telling you when I talk about the victims so maybe that's why Mm -hmm. I said so basically they were like a little cult a little four-man cult um, that may or may not have worshipped Satan. So, yeah. But I guess I probably took it out because all the details come in later. But, um, so this is pretty, there's some nasty details. I didn't include all of the nasty details, but I kept some because I just that was significant to the story <laughs> oh, right. because it speaks to the kind of people they are. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with a little bit of background about the guys in it. So the main okay. dude is Robin Getch. He was born November 30th, 1953. That is my dad's birthday 11 years prior. <laughs> in Menard or Maynard, Illinois. He was a handyman and electrical contractor. When he was a teen, Getch was sent to live with his grandparents after his younger sister accused him of sexual assault. Mm. He was also buddies with the good old John Wayne Gacy. (laughs) And in his attempts to deflect blame, Gacy had actually accused Getch of committing some of the crimes. Uh. But this was never substantiated, like there was never... Evidence pointing to Getch, but he was also a fucked up dude, too, which means that not only was he able to find these three other guys that I mentioned that are super fucked up, but he also was able to find a fourth, John Wayne fucking Gacy. (laughs) And Gacy had also told police that Getch was bisexual in these claims, which we'll come back to. What? What is that? Well, because Gacy sexually abused and murdered boys and young men like
0: uh, age like yeah. 22
1: and under so i think that's why he mentioned getch was bisexual because he was like well he likes men too it's not just me yeah. so during the investigation into Gacy, it had actually been considered that multiple perps participated in the crimes but again this mm-hmm. was never substantiated and authorities believed Gacy was just trying to get out of facing the consequences for his ac- actions. But they did interview Getch, who denied involvement, of course. So the next three guys I don't have nearly as much information about because <laughs> Robin seemed yeah. to be, like, the leader of the group, so there was way more on him than everyone else. Mm-hmm. The next guy is Andrew Cocorales. Born July, I will be from now on referring to him by his first name. He was born July 23rd, 1963. So these guys are all quite a bit younger than Getch, too. This guy's 10 years younger. Yeah, 10 years. And his brother Thomas was also involved, born July 10th, 1961. Oh, and both the brothers were born in Villa Park, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I also just refer to them as their first names moving forward to distinguish which brother it is. Perfect. And Thomas was a painter, so he, I believe, knew Robin through handyman stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's Ed- Edward Spritzer, born January 5th, 1961, in Chicago, Illinois. Okay
0: next remember them all.
1: yeah well there's yeah it's okay yeah it's okay you don't have to <laughs> should have given them I... their
0: name like two weeks ago to like yeah <laughs> get in my brain
1: <laughs> one of the podcasts i listened to um called and that's why we drink the one host m has like these little troll dolls that they'll use to like keep track of people
0: oh, it's so good That's so smart.
1: I don't. I don't know if like they actually did it on purpose or if just like found them one day and was like, "Hey, like while they were recording, and we're like, let's do this." That's so
0: cute.
1: Yeah. So now for the sad part, I'm gonna tell you about the victims. And I decided to do it this way and say like, "Here are the victims," instead of saying, "Here are their crimes." to make Mm -hmm. it more victim centered as much as I can. There's not a ton of information on all of them, but. Yeah. So the first was Linda Sutton. She was 26 years old and Mm -hmm. black. I have pictures of them all. I got pictures before them. It's not, it's partly because of the times, but it's like a really grainy Mm -hmm. photo. So (laughs) I'll be posting it all. She was So she was 26 years old and black. She was abducted on May 25th, 1981. She's a mother of two. Her kids were nine oh. and one years old at the time wow. of her death. So even an itty-bitty.
0: That's so sad.
1: And she was a sex worker, which, for the record, I am saying what race she is, and that she was a sex worker just to show a pattern. hmm Like, I personally don't think that necessarily means anything but it shows a pattern. No, not at all. Yeah. So on June 1st, 1981, I made at the Brer Br I'm not sure how to say it. It's B-R-E-R. I want to say Briar, but it's not. B-R Brewer. Brewer? it's just like Brr.
0: Brr
1: Brer. Yeah, Brer Rabbit Motel. <laughs> So a maid at the Br'er Rabbit Motel smelled something sickening coming from the vacant lot next door. Oh no. She reported it to the manager who went over to take a look and found Linda's decomposing body amongst some trash. Her ribs were even exposed even though she was partially closed so she's kind of almost decomposing at different rates. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Probably due to the garbage and being outside. her wrists were handcuffed behind her back and her underwear was pulled down to her ankles (laughs) and both her breasts were removed whoa yeah investigators found money in her sock so they quickly determined that robbery was not a motive otherwise there wouldn't be money in her sock there'd be money, yeah The coroner also determined she had been there for approximately three days. So, next was... So, her name I saw different in a couple spots. So, in some, it... Oh, wait, no. I don't know. So, I think it's Lorraine, but her middle name is also Am. So, in some places it said Lori Am, but I think she might have just gone by Lori. Oh. Yeah. So... Lorraine Borowski was next. This is her. Mm -hmm. Wow, she's so pretty. Mm -hmm. Classics 80s hair. I know. (laughs) She was white. She's 21 years old. And she was abducted May fifteenth, 1982. I think my upstairs neighbor just fell down. Sir sounds like he's falling down.
0: Dance party. He's a
1: gym bro, I think, though, so he's probably just dropping things aggressively as gym bros do. (laughs) No, he's not wearing it out, because I've seen him come home with a gym bag and shorts, so I don't think he works out in his apartment.
0: Maybe because of the snow, he couldn't Maybe. Maybe.
1: (laughs) No days off! off!
0: Unlike me, I, like, came home, like, immediately put on pajamas, I'm done.
1: I had to go out today because, so I'm wearing actual pants, well leggings, but most days I just stay in my PJs if I'm not leaving the house. Yeah.
0: I come home from work, pants, PJs immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lorraine was abducted May 15th, 1982.
0: Mm-hmm. How long was that after?
1: After, um, I can't remember just under it's... a year actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so quite a while but they they pick up they pick up oh
0: no
1: yeah i actually don't think i noticed that before but yeah almost a year and then quite a few within a year following that wow so she was grabbed as she was opening her work office for the day like literally snatched at the door as she was about to unlock it cuz her belongings were found outside the door That's so scary right
0: if she would have gone in, you never know, like, five seconds earlier, like... Yeah. Those things are always so scary.
1: Yeah. There it is. Lost my spot. Lorraine's post and mostly decomposed body was discovered in October, so several months later, Ooh. at Clarendon Hills Cemetery, which was only 20 minutes from the hotel where Linda's body was found near.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And her body was too decomposed to determine cause of death. Mm. Which, I actually, now that I mention that, I'm not sure they were able to fully determine cause of death in any of these. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Next was Shu Mak, a 30-year-old Chinese woman. She was, sh- on May 29th, 1982... So, 14 days later, she had gotten in a fight with her brother over her falling for a white man while they were driving home from a shift at the family restaurant. Um, So, she got mad, got out of his car at, like, a stoplight or something, and stormed Mm -hmm. off, and this was the last time anyone saw her alive. Wow. Can you imagine the poor, her poor brother? Yeah, her brother. Like,
0: oh my god,
1: it's hard. Mhm. Like he probably just thought she would show up a little bit after he got home since mm-hmm. he was driving and she just was went home. whatever, go walk for
0: an hour and come back. Yeah, and like who knows? Like we've all done like we've all done that. I've done that.
1: Yeah, we've all stormed off at some point. Like I'm like bye.
0: Well, and who knows if
1: this was like if she regularly went for walks when she was upset about something? Mhm. Especially if she's an adult living at home with her parents and her brother, she's gonna take walks when she's upset to decompress. Exactly. Fuck. I probably did that at
0: ten years old. (laughs) I'm moving out with your little suitcase. My backpack. This is it. I'm going out.
1: Um, Her body was found in late August, so her body was actually found before Lorraine's. Wow. It was in a shallow grave on a construction site, which is a little different.
0: Yeah.
1: And her left breast was missing. Just the left one? Yes. Just the left this time. Mm. Oh, and sorry, this—I have a picture of her too. Okay. Aww. I know she's such a pretty smile. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and so the next is Angel York. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay, so I don't have a picture of her. Um, I'm not sure what race she was, but it just kind of seems like they're going all over the map with race anyways. Yeah. But she was a sex worker. She was Mm -hmm. abducted June 13th, 1982. So she's... Not too much later, and, again, before the other two women's bodies were found. Yeah. She was handcuffed, and they took turns sexually assaulting her in their van. And I believe they lured her in with the promise of money for sex. I just, for some reason, didn't note that. But that is likely what happened. Yeah. And then one of the men gave. I also don't have her age, which is interesting, but anyways. Mm-hmm. One of the men gave her a knife and told her to slash herself, but when she hesitated, he took it back and did it himself. Wow. More than once, and he appeared to get more aroused with each slash. Ew. And then for an unknown reason, the men tossed her out of the van, still very much alive. Like, she wasn't as close to death as you think she would be if they were dumping her. Yeah. So she went to the police, gave police descriptions of the van and her attackers, but they could not produce any significant leads.
0: Huh. That's crazy.
1: Next was Sandra Delaware. Mm -hmm. She was an I'm just pulling up her picture. She was an 18 year old sex worker.
0: Oh, so young.
1: Here's her photo. Can you
0: see it? Yeah, I see.
1: Her new body was found under the Fullerton Avenue bridge on August 28, 1982. Mm -hmm. The North um, oh, and this bridge goes over the north branch of the Chicago River. Okay. She had been strangled with her own bra after her left breast was removed. So it was removed while she was still alive. Huh. Her wrists were bound by a shoelace behind her back, and she had been dead for approximately six hours when they found her.
0: Wow it's terrible
1: only hours oh god mm-hmm. and so fucking young yeah like <sighs> Carrie she's literally you're the know, same age as me right now right? born in 99? mhm she's literally was five years younger than us
0: that's so crazy that's so sad mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm also, how are 18-year-olds five years younger than us? But anyways. I yeah. know. Uh. So next was Rose Beck Davis. hmm This is her. Mm-hmm. Also, uh-huh. interesting that some of the photos are black and white and some are color. But I guess that's just cameras in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't <laughs> mention it since I mentioned everyone else's race. Um, Sandra... Uh, I'm not sure from the photo. She could be mixed. Yeah. And then I believe Rose was white. But again, it's black and white, so it's hard to say. But anyways. So she was 31. She was Mm -hmm. found September 8th, still 1982. Wow. Under the back stairwell at... Twelve fifty North Lakeshore Drive by sanitation worker. And now, okay, remember this is still before Lorraine's For body sure. has been found.
0: Yep.
1: Everyone else has been found by now, though. Wow. She was clothed, but her clothing was in disarray, so looked like it had been messed with. Maybe taken off, put back on. She had a black sock tied tightly around her neck. Wow. And she lay in a large pool of blood indicating that she had been attacked and killed there. Mhm. And she had small puncture wounds consistent with an ice pick in her abdomen. Ouch. And her face was mangled and she had deep cuts in both breasts. What's with the breasts? So. I don't know, but mine hurt telling this.
0: Yes.
1: And I have to say, like, I only ever hear about ice picks killing people. Mm-hmm. I've never like, we are Canadian. I have never met someone who there owns never, an ice pig. Yeah,
0: we've never used talked of used an ice pick. I've never seen an ice pig.
1: No, it's literally just Americans killing each other that have ice picks. With
0: each other ice pigs just take them off the market no one uses them for
1: their intended purposes yeah okay so then this next woman carol papas she's white she's the wife of chicago cubs pitcher milt papas or papas she disappeared september 11th and the men were suspected in her disappearance her body Mm -hmm. was found wasn't found until 1987 and then her death was ruled an accident so I just added her to the timeline just because they were considered Mm -hmm. and that's really all I have there Um, when it's not directly related I like to not give a lot of information so I can maybe come back to it yeah ah what did I do Oh, my gosh. I just made the whole thing, like, really small at the top. Unintentionally. That's weird. Um, okay. So then, next is a little, um, going a little sideways with this next one. The victims are Raphael Tirido and Alberto Rosario, both men. They were t- huh. 28 and 18
0: years old, respectively. So there's also big age differences. Yeah. 3118 in between they were shot October
1: 8th 1982 in a random drive by so the men weren't suspected in this initially but spritzer
0: Different.
1: yeah spritzer claimed that he was just in the car with getch and they drove by a phone booth where the t- two men were and Getch told him to slow down and then grabbed two guns from the back, told Spritzer to stop, so he was the one driving, and Gatch just shot the two men. What? Yeah. Rosario, the 18th...
0: That's
1: so wild. Right? Just out of nowhere, too. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like,
0: they, he didn't know who they were?
1: Well, Spritzer said he, doesn't, he didn't, but Getch might have. Um, but yeah. he... We'll get to it, but he never really talks about the crimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rosario, the 18-year-old, survived, but Tirado, the wow. 28-year-old, did not, and he was their single male victim. So then, now we have their last known victim, or identified victim, mm-hmm. or at least connected to them. Anyways, Beverly Washington, she was okay. a 20-year-old sex worker. So there's clearly a pattern. They like to yeah. attack sex workers. So the, their van pulled over and the driver offered her more money than she ch- actually charged, but he seemed nervous. So she was nervous.
0: He. Mm-hmm.
1: So she probably went on high alert at that point, but he's offering her a lot yeah. of money when that's your... And he's nervous. I'm sure lots of guys are a little nervous, especially when it's their first time. So, Mm -hmm. you know. She's like, okay. Yeah, whatever. He's just a young guy, first time, maybe. Anyways. Because most of them were in their 20s. Like, they were in their early 20s, these guys. Yeah. So, um, he had her get into the back. And... Oh, it's just a typo. Okay, sorry. Sometimes I have typos and then they just confuse me because I'm in the flow and then all of a sudden it doesn't make sense.
0: Uh-huh. What is
1: this? Yeah. So he had her get into the back seat before producing a gun and ordering her to strip. Mm. He cuffed her and forced her to perform oral sex on him. Oh yeah. He then gave her a handful of pills and told her he'd hurt her if she didn't take him. Wow. As she passed That's out, she saw him holding a cord above her and worried that she was he was going to kill her. That's so scary.
0: <gasps> Can you hear my mother sneezing?
1: I heard, but I don't know if it picked it up. That's so funny. Bless you. That's like a dad-level sneeze.
0: I know, my mom's sneezes are like...
1: Wild, me too, though. It's okay. Okay, so mm. Beverly was found barely alive October 20th by railroad tracks in a garbage dump site. Oh,
0: That's freaky.
1: Her left breast was amputated and her right was severely slashed. She was bleeding significantly and barely conscious. Wow. Beverly was rushed to hospital and her condition was stabilized. She was able to give descriptions of the men and their van.
0: Oh,
1: she, good for her. Mm-hmm. She's a smart cookie. She told investigators that it was a red Dodge van with tinted windows. Mm-hmm. And that there was a divider between the front and back seats. And even <laughs> this tiny little detail. There was a roach clip with white and blue feathers hanging from it in the, from the, sorry, hanging from the rearview mirror. Yeah. That's a Yeah. And she said, the driver was a white male, approximately 25 years old, wearing a flannel shirt and boots with a mustache and greasy hair. What? Sam just, like, was asleep and just... Poor guy usually i hear something after she does that but guess not she just woke up anyways mm-hmm. the men are suspected in an additional 10 or more disappearances i say wow that they don't yeah yeah i say 10 or more because some reports said 10 some reports said more than 10 so <laughs>
0: that is bad so on
1: to the investigation yeah. After Rosebeck Davis's murder, so she was the sixth victim. Um, okay. Yeah. Sixth victim, fourth that was murdered because we had Angel who survived. Mhm. So after her murder, they were du- dubbed the Chicago Ripper murders in the press. And the local Chicago police had no leads, so they smartly called in the FBI. Mm-hmm. The famous Robert Ressler from the BSU, Behavioral Science Unit. If you follow true crime, you'll know who Robert Ressler is. In this in this time, he when the Behavioral Science Unit was new, he was going around doing this all the time. So he created a profile of Rose's killer. Yeah. He speculated that the man may be effeminate in affection, which I looked up the definition because I wasn't sure, Mm -hmm. and it is, quote, of a man having or showing characteristics regarded as typical of a woman or unmanly.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And he guessed that the man was also likely questioning his sexuality and may even be bisexual. Remember what Gacy Mm -hmm. said? Yeah. Which is interesting. I'm not sure where he... Where Robert got the... Sexuality thing from, but I don't know. I don't know. I I tried to learn all that stuff and I uh, did not succeed, so... (laughs) (laughs) On October 20th, 1982, police pulled over a van matching Beverly Washington's description. So... Same day she yeah. was found.
0: Wow.
1: That was quick. However, the driver, who turned out to be Spritzer, did not match mm-hmm. the description. Oh no. But the vehicle was registered to Getch, who Spritzer said was his boss. So police went to Getch's house and quickly noticed that he fit the description.
0: Yay.
1: After taking him in, Beverly identified him in a lineup. And he also quickly became the prime suspect in Angel York's assault as well. She was the other survivor.
0: <laughs> Beverly. I'm like remembering all of that? The car, the description. Yeah. Like
1: Yeah, I don't think awesome. she was able to give um as many details necessarily as Beverly, but The the assaults Uh were pretty similar, so... Yeah. And Getch of course, denied involvement in the assaults and claimed he knew nothing about any murders.
0: Nothing happens here, nothing at all. No,
1: they never know what you're talking about. Which is interesting because, actually, like, if this shit's going down and you interview someone who's not involved, they're not going to say they know nothing about it. They're going to say, oh, yeah, I heard about that, but it wasn't me. Like... They're not going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Ten people were murdered in our town? I didn't know that.
1: And like, sure, Chicago's a big place, but I feel like if that many women are being killed similarly, you're going to know. You're going to hear about it. Especially if there's a nickname. Yep. But unfortunately, the police did not have enough to hold him. So they let him go and moved on to interrogating Spritzer, who they believed they would be able to crack. And Angel York had said that a group of men assaulted her, so authorities knew that Getch could, hadn't acted alone in her assault. So they were sure it mm-hmm. was him involved, but she had said there was a group, so they figured maybe, yeah. And, of course, over the course of a few interrogations, sprites are cracked a little bit at a time. Yeah. At first, he said he lived in the motel, the Brewer, Brewer Rabbit Motel,
0: yeah.
1: and worked at Wincher's Donut House, where he had met Getch. He said that the first night the two met, they went out in Getch's van and picked up a sex worker who turned out to be Leah, Linda Sutton. Like, can you imagine... I feel like that's such bullshit. Hey buddy, let's just go pick a chick up and pay her. Like you're not going to a bar to pick up women for both of you. You're going to get a singular sex worker together the first night you meet.
0: Like
1: Which is illegal. Yeah, like it is also illegal to do.
0: And like the first time I met them, they're like, hey, let's go, like share a sex worker. Like Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, even sharing a woman you pick up at the bar is going to be weird for guys who just met. So I don't believe it was the first time they met, but anyways. Spritzer claimed they let her go after they got into an altercation with some pimps, and then they never saw her again. But investigators obviously knew this wasn't true. Yeah. Finally, on November 5th, 1982... He confessed to being involved in Linda's murder and Beverly Washington's assault. Well. Wow. He told authorities that on May 25th, Getch had him wait in the back of the van while he picked up a sex worker for them to assault. Hmm. After picking up Linda and driving for approximately 30 minutes, Getch got out and tapped the side of the van to signal Spritzer to get out. Getch then forced Linda out of the van at knife point, handcuffed her, then pushed her into nearby bushes where both men sexually assaulted her. Terrible. Mm-hmm. They then killed her and mutilated her body, taking her breasts as trophies. Ugh. In another interview, he ended up saying that Andrew Corcorales was there as well, but later recanted that. Okay. However, during the investigation, it was determined that all four men had, at one point, lived in adjoining rooms at the motel.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: The motel manager said that the men often held loud parties, and he believed they were in a cult and maybe even devil worshippers. Which is interesting, because it literally just says the manager thinks they were in a cult, but I couldn't find why.
0: Why? Yeah, what was
1: the... Like, what made him think they were devil worshippers and in a cult? Like, why did he think this? I want to know. Yeah. What were the red flags? Clearly clearly
0: something was going on in there. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing that whatever reason it was the manager thought this is why they no longer lived there, but I could be wrong. I don't know, because it didn't say Later, when they linked Thomas Corcorales, the other K last name brother, to the group, he told authorities that Getch had a, quote, satanic chapel in his room where the four men would sexually assault, torture, and mutilate their victims with ice picks and knives before sacrificing them to Satan.
0: Oh, my God.
1: It gets worse. He said they would cannibalize a piece of the victim's breast in a sort of communion before Getch tossed it into a box where he kept a number of similar trophies.
0: That's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. And it appears at this point I switched to calling someone by their first name, so let me just check who that is. And
0: who.
1: Okay, Spritzer. I started calling him Eddie, and I literally had him as Edward above. (laughs) Eddie. no Eddie. So it just confused me for a second, but anyway. Okay, so Spritzer eventually confessed to being present for the murder of Lorraine Borowski. He also confessed that he had participated in the murders of Shoe Mack, Sandra Delaware, and Rosebeck Davis. And he implicated... Mm -hmm all three other men in his confessions. Yeah. And to the surprise of the investigators, he also confessed to his and Getch's involvement in the shooting of Rafael Tirando and Alberto Rosario, which they had not been suspects for. So that's how they found out. The men were reportedly drunk and high at the time of their crimes and could not recall where they had dumped additional victims' bodies, which were never found and connected to them.
0: No. So
1: they claim that there's more, but they couldn't say where or who. Because they probably also didn't know who these women were either. They just snatched them. Even, like, yeah. even the sex workers that they would have um, tricked into coming with them probably did not give their real names. So no. they wouldn't know who these or women not. were.
0: Mhm.
1: So... Andrew, Thomas, and Spritzer had all confessed, but Rob and Getch maintained his innocence. Yeah, right. Right? Like, literally, they're all saying you're their leader, but you're innocent.
0: Yeah, it's like all of them are saying it.
1: <laughs> all four men were, oh, arrest- were officially arrested and held on $1 million bonds. After okay. his arrest, Getch claimed he barely knew the other men. Interesting.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, like the they're saying that you ate women's breasts with them, but you're saying
0: you don't know them. Like who? It's a very, it's a very specific detail. Yeah, like who are
1: they going to believe? Like, Not you. During the trials, Andrew Thomas and Spritzer recanted their confessions, claiming they had been coerced. But yeah, okay. too little, too late sex for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, obviously they all went to trial. So, now I'm going to tell you what they were sentenced to. Mhm. Gatch was sentenced to 120 years in prison. And yeah. he is currently serving his time at Menard Correctional Center. He will not be eligible for parole until until 2042, when he will be 89 years old, and he wow. continues to maintain his innocence from prison.
0: I think, should, I think you're over that, buddy.
1: Yeah, and realistically, he
0: will be found guilty.
1: Yeah, and by the time he's eligible for parole, he might not even be alive anymore, since yeah. 89 is pretty freaking old. It's over the life expectancy and it's not great living conditions in prisons compared to No. I'll I mean like a little old man. Compared I to mean. how he was living before, it's probably better, but like compared to how you and I live, it wouldn't be better. No. Spritzer was sentenced to death in 1968. Oh. Which is interesting that Getch wasn't but was Spritzer Yeah. He's
0: not the leader.
1: No. But it was commuted
0: they found him, like the most
1: Pardon?
0: Maybe he was they found him like the most involved or the most
1: Well, I believe they all did have separate trials, so they would have had different juries and different judges. So that's yeah. part of it. Oh. Um, so um oh yes. Yeah, so it was commuted to life in prisoner by Governor George H. Ryan's last minute commu commutation of all Illinois death sentences but he remains so the governor at one point (laughs) Governor George H. Ryan who was governor of Illinois at one point in time commuted all death sentences to life in prison oh okay but um, because he he was convicted of five murders so he is ineligible for parole so he'll never get out never get out Andrew was also sentenced to death and he was executed by lethal injection on March 16th 1999 wow like almost exactly a month before I was born which is interesting when you are born yeah he was only 35 at the time of his death and he was actually the only inmate executed while George H. Ryan was governor Oh, And he was the last prisoner to be executed in Illinois before the dish death penalty was abolished in that state in 2011. So they no longer have the death penalty. He was well, the last yeah. one. He was the last one. And they didn't execute anyone for 12 years because he was executed in 99 and the death penalty was abolished huh? in Illinois in 2011. So, Wow. There that are a few like... states that do that, too. Like, there's a few states that have the death penalty but don't actually execute very often they only do in extreme cases like this dude yeah which i have to say i'm not pro death penalty but i'm kind of pro saying you have the death penalty and then never executing them and making them think it might happen
0: and then yeah just a little emotional uh torture there is always good
1: yes exactly these kinds of
0: people
1: he deserved Yes. And then Thomas, which is Andrew's brother, was sentenced to life in prison, but it's a mm-hmm. little little tricky. So, in 1986, a state appeals court reversed his guilty conviction and order, ordered a new trial citing legal errors. Oh. In 1987, he pled guilty and was sentenced to 70 years.
0: Only 70?
1: Yeah. I mean, 70's a lot, though.
0: Like, yeah, think but of, compared to the other guys. Yeah, but he
1: also would have been like near thirty when he was sentenced to twenty to seventy years. So, like.
0: Oh okay.
1: Yeah, because they were like in their early twenties in eighty one, eighty two, so.
0: Yeah. Okay. He
1: would have been getting closer to thirty, so seventy years, like. The one guy being sentenced to 120 years is a little excessive, especially if he's still going to be eligible for parole at some point. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they do that, like, over their life expectancy just to try to make sure they don't get out. Yeah. Because sometimes doing that works better than sentencing them to life, because often... Like, here in Canada, if you're convicted of first-degree murder, the automatic sentence is life without the possibility for parole for 25 years. But, like, if you were to sentence someone 220 (laughs) years, like Getch, it would be longer than 25 years before they could be paroled. Not that that's an option here, but just for example. Example?
0: That's interesting.
1: So, he was going to be paroled in September 2017, but he could not find a place to live, so he wasn't.
0: (laughs) No, that's for him.
1: He was released in 2019 due to his outstanding prison record, so, like, on good behavior.
0: So he can go out and murder people and, like, be a good student for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then?
1: He was, he only served half his sentence. And, wow. okay, so, I'm gonna do some quick maths. So, at the time Thomas was released, he was only 58 years old.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, like, young? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, he could fully still hurt someone. Yeah. And he had only served half a sentence. I don't know if I said that already, but... Yes. So he only served 35 years. Mm. He is a registered sex offender, though, because the murders were sexual in nature. Yes. And he later denied any knowledge of the murders or a satanic cult in an interview with a local ABC affiliate
0: just forgot it happened oh yeah
1: i forgot that happened yeah like he literally confessed earlier but now he has no idea what they're talking about no
0: that wasn't me sorry yeah sorry someone else
1: it was just my brother and i had no idea what my brother was doing like yeah that
0: guy i
1: feel like i would know if my sister was up to some shit like that
0: like a cult yeah
1: yeah even though she lives almost three hours away i feel like i would still know
0: You'd know
1: they would something would be off. Yeah. So my sources for this were the so first was the book Murder Madness and Mayhem by Mike Brown, who's the host of the Canadian True Crime podcast Dark Poutine. It's a f- mm-hmm. it's a good book. It has the three sections Murder Madness and Mayhem. Actually, I think there's four sections. Oh, um, and each oh. section has like she just grab the book and tell you once so my mom got me the book last year for christmas mm. and it has oh it does it has oh are there four it has four sections so the first one is murder with a twist um Ooh. then perpetual puzzles so like mysteries various mysteries mm-hmm. uh yeah. the madness of crowds which this one was in because it's A group of serial killers.
0: Yeah.
1: And notable disasters. So, um, the examples with murder from a twist. So, murder with a twist. One was a barber who killed people while drunk and with his barber tools. Oh. Perpetual puzzles. Um, the most famous one, I think the two most famous ones here would be the Somerton Man, which... I don't know if you've heard about him. He was just found on a beach deceased and they couldn't even figure out how he died. And he had like a page from his book in his pocket. It was a whole thing. He was recently identified. Oh. And then the Dyteloff Pass incident, which was the group of uh, Russian hikers who were up a mountain and all died mysteriously and like were missing tongues and shit. And they couldn't, f- they have no idea what actually I happened.
0: Heard of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the Madness of Crowds. So this one was in that. And then Notable Disasters. So the. Probably most famous one was the uh, Influenza Pandemic of 1918.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I also used Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and a Chicago Tribune article by Christy. The thing? Yeah, so Murderpedia is awesome. It's a website. It's an awesome resource, I should say. It's a website yeah. where you can look up murder by like, an initial, by a country, by male or female murderer, and... It compiles resources and like articles about it. So like I've oh. done episodes where I've literally only needed to use it because it has a bunch of different articles.
0: Everything. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I also to get used
0: in one spot. pardon to get everything in one spot. It's like all in there.
1: Mm-hmm. That's usually only the more well-known ones though, but yeah, like if you did like a Ted Ted Bundy, you could probably just use Murderpedia. And then I also use a Chicago Tribune article by Christy Gustawix from May nine no May 2019. Not nineteen something. Oh, and then I have a picture of the dudes. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so that's Robin, the head honcho.
0: Literally all serial killers look the same.
1: And that's Andrew. Okay. That literally just looks like a guy from my gym class.
0: Like a generic man. Yeah,
1: that's his brother. Oh, no, that's not his brother. That's his brother. His brother's really creepy looking. Thomas is super creepy looking. Thomas is definitely the creepiest looking. And that's Edward.
0: Okay, he's also like
1: a... But, like, look at them. Look how young they are.
0: I can't even, like... It's just crazy. Like, what makes someone be like, okay,
1: I'm just deciding I want to go murder a bunch of people?
0: Well, and also like, a group. Like, hey, me, and my best friends, whatever. We're never like, hey, let's go, let's go murder this group of people. Like,
1: well, honestly, though, and like where, why? So at the beginning, Robin, who was the oldest, was twenty eight years old, which is interesting because he actually looks the youngest. Yeah. Andrew was 18 Whoa And Thomas and Edward Were 20
0: That's crazy that's younger than us
1: Yeah Yeah all of them except for Robin Were younger than us when they started this
0: Oh my gosh Their brains must just be like Fucked Yeah That's a good good word Yes
1: Oh god. Yeah, some really fucked up dudes. But that's crazy. You know, two, at least two women got away, so that's a positive.
0: Mhm. I'm and sure they, glad they did because that's how they
1: mm-hmm. I'm sure they're severely traumatized, but they survived. Yeah.
0: They survived.
1: <laughs> All right. That is all.
0: That was a good one. I don't remember what the last one I did was.
1: I can tell you in a minute. I can't
0: remember.
1: No way! Our last episode was last June?
0: Really? It doesn't seem like that long.
1: It was Alberta. Huh. And then you told... Oh yeah, and then I lost power. That's insane. Yes. So I had to call you to continue recording. That's insane. Your power flickered last time we recorded. I lost power. Oh my god. Switching
0: well, items.
1: you know why it seems like it was more recent because we kept saying we were gonna record, but we both have ADHD. <laughs>
0: It's really been over a year. It feels like two
1: months ago. So, you know how I said I was going to set a reminder in my phone? Well, apparently I had already set a reminder in my phone. (laughs) So I got two. Extra
0: reminder.
1: And then I didn't think we were because you said you were losing your voice. And then you messaged me and I was like, oh, great. Okay.
0: Yeah. All good. Alright. I really want a snowman tomorrow. I keep on like checking my emails and hoping my work says something. Are you gonna go build a
1: snowman if you get a snow day?
0: Yeah, I did that last year when we had a snow day. Winter weather travel advisory continues this evening.
1: Maybe I'll go build one in the middle of the road since it's snowy.
0: (laughs) No one's gonna be driving.
1: Well, I mean, I I have a parking lot. I could make one in my parking lot.
0: And then let someone hit it. Or I could hit it. That would be fun. (laughs) I, that actually sounds like so much fun, just
1: like plowing over it. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Disturbed Minds. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And don't forget to follow the show on Instagram for show details, pictures, and more at Disturbed Minds Pod.